Good evening, North Georgia. It's Ralph Taylor, and it's time for another edition of the Chattahoochee Folk Hour right here on WBCX 89.1. As we say around here, nothing but the good stuff. And uh, I'm glad you're joining me. As always, we're here on Mondays from 6 to 7. And uh, we always bring you the best in folk and bluegrass music. And uh, tonight uh, we've got a great show. We actually have uh, Aaron Thomas, a Nashville-based singer-songwriter, on the line with us. And uh, we're going to be getting to know Aaron in this uh, next hour and uh, playing some of her really fine music. And uh, we're going to have our, our Crazy World segment coming up that's kind of become a regular <laughs> tradition here on the Folk Hour as well. So I hope wherever you are that you're getting your week off to a great start. And uh, if you're home, I just uh, hope you settle into your favorite chair and, as always, pour that nice, tall glass of sweet tea and enjoy the Chattahoochee Folk Hour. Well, Aaron, are you there? I'm here. Hey, thank you for having me. <laughs> Aaron, welcome. Erin uh, is, uh, is in her car somewhere in Nashville, Tennessee. Is that right? <laughs> That's right. I'm, <laughs> I'm sort of out and about this afternoon a little bit in between a couple of things I had going on, but it's really really a treat to be on the show. I appreciate you having me. Oh, Aaron, well, you know, I'm so glad that we finally worked this out. Aaron and I have kind of been talking, uh, trying to get this lined up, and uh, I was hoping we could could catch her sometime when she's in the area, and the good news is she's going to be in the area soon, but in the meantime, we thought, you know what, let's just go ahead and and do a telephone uh, show, and that's what we're doing. So, uh, so Aaron has gotten settled into uh, to her car and ready to uh, ready to be on the show. Well, Aaron, um, I got to tell you, you have a beautiful story about how you got into the whole business of singing and songwriting. And uh, could you just go ahead and kind of tell us a little bit about your background, folks? Aaron had a a, a a career playing another musical instrument and then transitioned uh, fortuitously uh, into the world of, of country slash folk uh, music. So, Aaron, tell us a little bit about yourself and that story. Thanks. Yeah, it is kind of a, it is a beautiful story. I agree. It's, um, it's a fun story and a weird story, and ultimately, um, you know, life is beautiful in all of its twists and turns, I think. Um, but for me, I grew up in South Carolina, um, and my family is one of those typical Southern, you know, folk rootsy kind of families that loved music and yeah we would try to play music all the time we'd listen to all kind of music and my mom and dad were um lovers of every genre of music and they tried to expose us kids to all kinds of stuff and i had um several sisters and a brother so um a big family now what part of south carolina erin well, my little hometown is called Bath, B-A-T-H. Uh-huh. It's a tiny, tiny, it's a little mill town, um, and it's actually in between Augusta, Georgia, and Aiken, so yeah. it's there on the western side of South Carolina. Okay. Um, yeah, so it's called the Valley. <laughs> if anybody <laughs> knows South Carolina, down they in the Valley. anybody from the Valley, they always say, oh, that's... <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, You're absolutely. From the Valley. It's usually not a great connotation, to be honest, but um, <laughs> my family was all right. We were all right. <laughs> that's great. Um, but anyway, we would hang out and do all kind of musical stuff, and I associated or identified with, you know, folk music from a really early age, and I was always a singer just for fun, you know, and... Anyway, as I got a little older, I was drawn to classical music more. Uh, I was in the band in middle school and high school, and I got real serious about my instrument, which was French horn. Um, 
which is kind of an obscure instrument. I don't know if the, the, y'all the, the, know much about the French horn, but it's um, it's in the brass family. It's between the, the trumpet and the trombone. It's that middle range kind of instrument that always has the pretty harmonies. And um, Anyway, so I love well, that, you, you, and I kind of got obsessed with that and studied <laughs> it pretty seriously through my adolescent years. Well, you know, Aaron, um, the, the the French horn is definitely the you know a, a well known folk music instrument. You know, <laughs> it's, it's, exactly. you know you Not can just so much. You, you can you can just cuddle up on a Friday night, you know, and pull out your French horn and you know by the fire. It's a it's it's just right. I I can see that the folk music tradition already. <laughs> well, you know, one of these days I might end up putting it on an album, but it's doubtful. <laughs> No, it's very different. It's very, um, it's an orchestral instrument for sure. And yeah. uh, so I I did a lot with that in my early years. I um, I got real serious about it and ended up going to a conservatory for college and uh, wanted to be an orchestral musician. And I loved it. I loved every bit about it. I was real nerdy, <laughs> really. I was pretty uh-huh. much a band nerd. Um but I, I moved to Nashville to play in a couple of orchestras in the area and um, to do recording sessions, and I didn't do much singing within the time that I started getting real serious about horn. So, um, I don't know, I just, I wasn't focused on it, so I didn't do a whole lot of singing, but it wasn't that I, I couldn't sing anymore, it was just that I wasn't really doing much with that, so... Long story short, I did this orchestral career, and um, it came to an end due to this neurological muscle dysfunction that I, uh-huh. that I <laughs> developed in my lips. This sounds so weird talking about it, and it's really strange. It's not. It's a really rare thing that can happen, but I um, I wasn't able to do that anymore. Basically, lost control um, to play at a high level. That's amazing. And, uh, my yeah. muscles were yeah. dysfunctional all of a sudden. Literally one day, I remember going into work, and it, just something wasn't working properly. Something I knew how to do without even thinking all of a sudden wasn't working right. Um, and every single day since that day, the problem persisted. So long story short, after two years of trying to work it out, going to teachers, going to muscle specialists, going to neurologists, all these different things, um, I finally decided to take a little bit of a break from horn, and one of my mentors um, suggested that I take up an instrument just for fun that was maybe something totally different. And I thought, well, I love to sing, so maybe I'll just learn the guitar so that I can accompany myself and play some Emmy Lou songs and Alison Krauss songs and just do something to get my mind off of it. Sure. So that's exactly what I did, and that was um, that was two years ago that I started doing that and just playing the guitar for fun. Um, and this career has blossomed out of that. Um, That's I incredible. I had never written a song until that point, and then I gave it a shot, and this is kind of where I am after two years of doing that. And it's pretty cool. Well, Aaron, it's a beautiful story. We're going to talk a little bit more detail as we get into that. But you have a wonderful CD out called You Don't Know Me, and tonight we're going to be playing some songs from the CD Uh, so that folks can get to know your music. So why don't we go ahead and crank up the first uh, song from the CD, and then we will have some more discussion about Aaron Thomas. So, Aaron, which one do you want to play first? Sure, yeah. Let's start with You Don't Know Me, actually, since most of your listeners probably don't know me very well. (laughs) Um, (laughs) 
it's a, it's a little bio. You know, I don't want to say a whole lot more about it than that. It's basically, I always introduce this song as uh, my three and a half long uh, minute bio. <laughs> okay, okay, folks, we're going to go ahead and start off the music with uh, Aaron Thomas, the uh, French horn playing girl from the Valley. And uh, her tune, <laughs> <laughs> and her tune. You don't know me. Here she is, Aaron Thomas. Here we go.
you don't know me by Aaron Thomas, but we are going to get to know Aaron very well in this hour. Aaron, what a beautiful song and a great CD, by the way. Thank you. Thanks so much. I'm I'm really proud of this album. Um, it means more than anybody probably realizes um, for me to have been able to to make an album with the people that played um, and uh, the songs that just sort of flowed out of this really weird time in my life. So pretty special. Well, um, Aaron, I've got a lot of things I want to kind of talk about with you. First of all. Um, on the CD, as you mentioned, you have some incredible folks appearing with you, such as Vince Gill, and we're going to get to that song a little bit later. But tell us what it was like working with Vince Gill. Oh, it was it was magical. Um, I always make a joke in Nashville that he's such a jerk to work with because everyone in Nashville knows that he's like Mr. Nice Guy. I mean, he's just he's the humanitarian of the earth. I mean, he's, he's just a great, great guy. And um, I actually have worked with him in the past. Um, whenever I, I used to play horn and did the orchestral thing, I went on a couple of tours with him. And when I called him to let him know what I was up to with this project, um, I asked him if he would if he would sing with me. And he said, well, you worked for me, so I'll work for you. <laughs> and it was so cute. And it was really incredible to have that intimate of a of an experience um, with him in his home studio and there with Amy. She even made dinner for me that night, and we chatted and hung out for um, a while while Vince was working on his vocals. And it was it was surreal. It was pretty amazing to hear my song coming out of his studio. Well, that's incredible. That, that's a great story. Now for. Uh... For the listeners who may have not have heard that first segment that we were we were discussing, you're not necessarily new to the music industry in Nashville because you had a career as a French horn player in in or- orchestras who would actually accompany a lot of the country music stars in their performances and on their recordings. Is that right? Yeah, um, I'm pretty lucky in even in my new career um, because. What I did before translates over um, in a pretty neat way, just just in terms of all the people I got to know, all the people I worked with. Um, I mean, I don't want to drop a bunch of names, but you guys know. Yeah, I mean, sure. all the big country stars that use orchestras are the ones I worked for. And, yeah. You know, in order to use an orchestra, you have to be... <laughs> You have to have something going on, you know. So Absolutely. I really, I got to work with some really amazing artists, and um, and that has connected me in with so many great players and people who play on all of their records. And for that reason, um, I was the the benefactor of um, all those perks, you oh, know, yeah. with this project, yeah. with my songwriting project. Well, Erin, now, when did you pick up the guitar? Um, I first started guitar two years ago, a little less than two years ago. Wow. How about that? So do you feel that uh, your your musical background has made it easier for you to, to learn to play the guitar? Well, I didn't think it would at first. I was terrified to to learn guitar because every time I tried to even hold one chord on the guitar, it was it killed my fingers. I mean, y'all know how it is, those of you who have learned guitar. Oh, yeah. How you have to push through that first time, you know, that that 
awful time with your fingertips. And I wanted to give up so many times, but I had um, a friend, John Mock, who actually co-produced the record with me, and he just he kept encouraging me and saying, keep it up. If you can push through the fingertip thing, you'll be amazed at how quickly you will develop skills on the guitar because any musical instrument translates um, one to the other. You're still the same musician as a person. So mm. all you have to do is just be who you are and hold a different instrument and it comes through. And I found that to be true, you know, as I, I'm still, I'm definitely no um, prodigy on guitar by far, but I, I've i been surprised at how quickly it's able to to come, you know, um, I would encourage anybody to to try guitar or any instrument that you love that you've always thought. I wish I could play that, you know. I would, I would totally encourage you to try it because it's um, it's a really neat experience, and I feel so proud of myself. Even just, you know, I can remember that first time of playing a song, and you know, with country music, you can play a song if you know three or four chords. Oh yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so, you know, I can remember that first time of playing that song, um, you know, that Towns Van Zant song, If I Needed You, oh, that sure, um, yeah. I Love It, uh, yeah. and all those people have recorded, Allison Krauss and Emmylou and all them, um, and I remember being able to play that with those three chords, and I felt so proud of myself, you know, but it is beautiful, it's, it's a great instrument for that, you can play so many traditional songs and folk songs, and um, I've had a lot of fun learning guitar, and I feel like I'm getting better little by little. So. <laughs> well, well, Aaron, being a French horn player, did you figure out where to put your lips on the guitar? I mean, on the, you know, I mean, I guess that was that was a little bit of a chore to figure out, you know, that big old hole just, in the middle. I'll tell you, I'm really relieved I don't have to put my lips on the guitar. <laughs> and you know what? The best thing is is that I get to wear lipstick when I perform. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't think about that. Yeah. <laughs> oh man! Well, this is a this is a like I said as we were getting ready for the show. You've got a beautiful story, Aaron. Uh, folks may want to look you up on the web, and if they would like to, where should they go? My website is called sweetaaron dot com. S W E E T E R I N. Yeah, and, that, uh, that's what my daddy used to call me was Sweet Aaron. Uh, so I decided since AaronThomas.com was a photographer somewhere, <laughs> um, I decided to go with Sweet Aaron. I didn't want to take her website. So. Yeah. Okay, folks, I'll, so, so that folks can hear a little bit clearer, I know that uh, you're doing great on the uh, from the from the car phone, and <laughs> I guess Aaron. Uh, but uh, your website is Sweet Aaron S W E E T. E-R-I-N dot com. So you can find all all about Erin uh, at her website. Well, Erin, let's tee up another song, girl. All right. Um, let's do If You Are Mine. This was kind of a fun song that was actually the very first song I ever wrote, and um, I really loved the production on it. It came, it came out as um, having sort of a bluegrass feel, so it's kind of a fun tune. Terrific. Okay, Erin Thomas here on the Chattahoochee Folk Hour. Red wine to pass the time, and we could go. 
listen to John Prine and Patsy Cline and a few of my own. We'd be so damn fine. And I'd love you for no particular reason or at on the Chattahoochee Folk Hour with her tune, If You Were Mine. Now, Aaron, did I hear the word moonshine in that song? <laughs> oh, yes, you <laughs> certainly did. You know, I'm a, I'm sort of a Georgia girl. Um, <laughs> I lived close enough to Georgia to be uh, abreast of what goes on in the backwoods. <laughs> oh, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Well, Aaron, um, tell me about... Uh, singing i mean you i mean you have such a wonderful voice and i mean that uh uh how did you kind of find out that you could sing is it something you've always sung and then uh but were just kind of dedicated to the orchestral french horn or how did you make that transition um well yeah i mean i kind of as a kid i always sang and then as a young adult i used to sing in church every now and then and um i guess i figured out i was pretty good at it and natural with it um but i didn't think i didn't necessarily feel i had a standout gift of singing i just um i guess i always knew i could sing in tune and i could carry you know i could carry my spot in the choir really well and i could sing the occasional solo and my mom and dad told me that um, when I was four, I sang a solo in the little church program, and they were so proud of me, but I don't remember that, really. I, um, <laughs> <laughs> but they said, we were so surprised you were you could sing in tune when you were four. So I guess it's just been something that I could always do. And, yeah, I didn't really focus on it through college. Um, but when this, when this weird thing happened to my lip muscle and I couldn't do the orchestral music thing anymore... Um, I thought, well, I have this other skill set. Maybe I'll try to check back in with that and see if I, you know, just see what I can do with that. And um, and I got back into it, and it was pretty natural and easy, you know. I don't know. It seems it seems like it just kind of came out at the right time or something. Right. I don't well, know. I don't know how to explain it. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, it's a beautiful thing. I mean, what, uh, what has happened in your life. And uh, I, I tell you, Erin, I'm going to, 
embarrassed here a little bit. You've got some folks that have said some wonderful things about your music, and I'm going to go ahead and read a little bit about that. Uh, uh, Mark Arnett uh, there at Eddie's Attic says, Aaron Thomas's music does what all great music does. It defies easy categorization. Her sweet delivery and her self-deprecating sense of humor between songs went over any audience. And then uh, I love this quote from Nick Noble with WICN in Worcester, Massachusetts, says, Aaron Thomas has a sweet style and a delightfully distinctive voice. She is a musician's musician and an insightful singer-songwriter. Her artistry smoothly bends, blends folk, country, and pop, spice with a dash of blues, a pinch of jazz, and a measure of rock, lifting her work far above the ordinary. That's that's a, you got a isn't that sweet? Oh yeah, it's wonderful. Congratulations, Erin. I tell you, um, you know, uh, now I will say I love the French horn, okay, but I, but it really doesn't compare to what you've got on the CD, okay? I mean, <laughs> I, I just got to be honest with you. I love that you know you you know at least your songs have lyrics and <laughs> and your vocals, and uh, I'm sure. Yeah, I mean, this feels I, special. This. What I'm doing now feels right, and it feels special, and it's my own thing. You know, it's not—I'm not playing music that someone else wrote for me to play. I'm playing my own music, and I'm—I'm I'm literally making my own sound with my own body. And you know, it's neat. It's—it is definitely um, more special in a lot of ways than what I used to do. So it feels—it feels pretty cool. Oh yeah, uh, it sure does. It sounds wonderful. We're—we're we're enjoying enjoying your music. Let's go ahead and, and pull in uh, one more song before the uh, end of the half hour, and then we'll get okay. back into some, some other other things. So what, what's up okay. next? Well, um, why don't we play Proud? This is a song that um, was inspired by my little girl, Anna Kate. She's four, um, and when I wrote the song, she was three. Um, but I guess I, you know, as you get older, you have children, you have experiences, you have a lot of material to write songs about, and of course, having a child is um, one of those gifts in life that inspires creativity and art and passion, and um, and this is, uh, I guess it's a the manifestation of my feeling that as you get older, you know, you're not trying to make your parents proud anymore. Um, you know, if you have a child, you're always focused on them, and you're always thinking of how you can how you can do right by them and how you can make them proud. So that's kind of what this song is about. That's terrific. Okay, folks, Aaron Thomas here on the Chattahoochee Folk Hour. Oh 
My name is Bobby Killer Knup, and you're listening to the Chattahoochee Folk Hour with my friend Ralph Taylor on 89.1 WBCX, the voice of Bernal University. And it's a crazy world. Thank you, Bobby. This is Ralph Taylor, and you are listening to the Chattahoochee Folk Hour. And now it's time for another edition of It's a Crazy World, turning out my nightlife. Ain't nothing any one of us can do Oh no, there's nothing any one of us can do Folks, tonight we have Erin Thomas sequestered in her car up in Nashville as she is <laughs> with us uh, via telephone, and uh, we're learning all sorts of uh, great background and uh, all sorts of uh, things about her music. But Erin, welcome to the Crazy World segment of the Chattahoochee Folk Hour. This is one of those segments that I just got to tell you, it's pretty crazy, okay? Thanks. This sounds very interesting. I'm a little bit scared, but okay, let's go for it. I know it. I'm, I'm going to drop some T-shirts that say I survived the crazy world segment. Oh, me. Well, the, the, the first thing is, are you a dog lover? Oh, yes. I have a little pooch. A little pooch? Well, uh, there are some folks up in Alaska that have a lot of pooches. In fact, uh, today, 
the Iditarod started. Have you ever heard of the Iditarod? Um, I feel like I've heard of it, but forgive me. Will you tell me a little bit about? Oh, absolutely. <laughs> about it's what this is? it's actually a dog sled race that takes place up in Alaska, and uh, all right. and it's where all the uh, uh, the dog sledders have their teams of dogs and. Uh, they don't have little pooches. They have uh, <laughs> the big dogs that take them on that. And uh, there's some interesting little facts about that. First of all, there are uh, the race, uh, I think, stretches over 1,000 miles uh, through Alaska. It, uh, it, 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 it starts out in a little place called Willow, Alaska, and winds up in a, in a little town called Nome, Alaska. And uh, it, uh, it started back in 1973. And the record apparently is eight days, twenty-two hours, forty-six minutes, and two seconds to make its way to make their way um, from Willow to Nome, Alaska. Isn't that incredible? That's amazing. Okay. You know, I, sometimes I feel like I should hook my dog up to something to pull around <laughs> because yeah. she has so much energy. And I think dogs are made to work more than we probably let them work. You know, we yeah. treat them like people a lot of the time. Oh, I know, I know. Oh, that is amazing. That's awesome. But uh, but it, it'll be an interesting thing to follow because uh, you know they'll be out there with some uh, temperatures that dip below fifty uh, below, uh, and endure endure some harsh uh, traditions. You know, there'll be over a thousand dogs that that left today on this route. And there's a couple of interesting uh, trivia points with this. One is the widow's lamp. Apparently. Uh, during the days of the Alaska uh, dog sledding, when dog sleds were t- carrying freight and mail, there were roadhouses that were uh, at their various destinations. And these roadhouses, uh, when they knew that a musher was on their on their way, they actually hung a lamp outside, and they wouldn't take the lamp off the door until the the musher had made its way to the roadhouse. Isn't that cool? Aww. They call That's it the widow's really lamp. Cool. And so, and so today, a widow's lamp was lit in Nome, Alaska, so that all these mushers can um, they make their way through. But, but they don't take the lamp down with the first to cross the finish line. They actually leave the lamp lit until all the mushers have made their way uh, through the Iditarod. Whether whether it takes one thirty days or whatever, that lamp will remain lit. Isn't that cool? That's really cool. But you don't so want now the riders will. Well, obviously, and the dogs. Are they camping out, or are they staying in cabins or something at night, or what are they doing? Um, I'll, I'll need to get my investigator to do further research <laughs> on that, Aaron. <laughs> I really don't know. if I, I, All I know is if I were doing it, I would be in the hotel, okay? Let me tell you. Exactly. I mean, you know, That's what I was going to say. That is intense. Uh, there it, but I tell you, the, you've got the widow's lamp, but you do not want a red lantern. A red lantern... Is something different. It's for the last place finisher in a sled dog race. It's an Alaskan and tradition. That is what I would have. Okay. Definitely the red lantern. So there we go. We're we're going to be tracking the Iditarod on the Chattahoochee Folk Hour. But you're not done yet, Aaron. Did you? <laughs> now this is the real challenge for you. Okay. Did you know that there uh-huh. are some new words that have been added to the Oxford Dictionary? Did no, you know that? Did not know that. Okay. Well, I'm going to go ahead and and give you the word. And three definitions, and we'll we'll do a few of these, and then you've got to guess the right def- definition, okay? Oh dear! Okay. Are you ready? I will try. <laughs> okay, here we go. <laughs> All right, the first one is the word "dumb phone." D U M B P H O N E. 
Uh, is it A, a phone for someone who cannot speak? B, a mobile phone that lacks the advantage or the advanced functionality of a smartphone? Or C, a small lift installed in a house? Okay. Now, I know that a dumb waiter used to be the thing that would be the lift, lifting the food or lifting the, you know, the supplies yeah. in the day. Yeah, um, but I'll give you a hint. That's not the right answer. <laughs> okay. So, Thank you. Very yeah. nice. Okay. Now, I'm inclined to say that it is the opposite of a smartphone. Yeah, there um, you go. Bingo. You got it. That's is right. That it? Oh, yep. thank God. I was afraid you were going to call me dumb. Dumb <laughs> no. artist will be the new next new word in the dictionary. Oh, no, 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 no. You know, you'll always be sweet, Aaron, to us. No, 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 no. That's a, But that is a new a new word in the Oxford Dictionary. Here's another one for you. Flexitarian. F-L-E-X-I-T-A-R-I-A-N. Is it A, a type of yoga? B, someone who rotates among political parties? Or C, is a person uh, who is primarily a vegetarian but occasionally eats meat or fish. Flexitarian. Okay. I think it would be C. You're right on. <laughs> Aaron, you're, you're nailing this. It's a combination of the words flexible and vegetarian, uh, which uh, I think sounds a lot better than vegan. You know, That's but, uh, kind of how I am, to be honest. <laughs> really? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay, here's another one. Bluttered, B-L-O-O-T-E-R-E-D. Okay, the first option is having excessive gas. <laughs> I'm sorry. B, being very drunk, or C, being severely dehydrated. Bluttered, B-L-O-O-T-E-R-E-D. It's a new word in the Oxford Dictionary. What do you think? Um, give me the options again. Well, it's uh, A, having excessive gas, B, being very drunk, or C, severely dehydrated. You know the song that you uh, wrote that had moonshine in it? That's a hint. Yes. That's a oh. hint. So A, being severely drunk. Yeah, severely drunk. It, that was actually a B, but you got it right. So I was so. going to pick B for that one, so I'm <laughs> glad for the hint, because moonshine, it doesn't take much to get you severely drunk with that. Well, Aaron's Not that I know from experience. <laughs> well, since, since you are batting 100%, I think we'll go ahead and declare you a winner of the, uh, of the Crazy World segment, and I'll have your T-shirt in the mail. Okay. Awesome. Thank you. Okay, folks. I want to go ahead and get back into some more music with Aaron Thomas. You're listening to the Chattahoochee Folk Hour with Ralph Taylor, and we have Aaron Thomas sequestered in her car in Nashville. She's a Nashville singer-songwriter that has a beautiful story and uh, does some terrific things uh, with her songwriting. And uh, we're, we are playing excerpts from her CD by the title, You Don't Know Me. And Aaron, you're going to be playing in the area sometime soon, aren't you? Yeah, I'm really excited to be coming to Georgia again, um, which is where a lot of my friends and family and uh, fans live, actually. And I'm coming to Eddie's Attic on the 14th, um, headlining a show. I believe it starts at 8. The next day I'll be in Athens at a coffee shop. Um, oh, no, help me out, Ralph. <laughs> yeah, Hendershot's? Is it Hendershot's, yeah. yes. Hendershot's Coffee. And then... Um, Saturday night, I'll be at the Crimson Moon there in Dahlonega, and um, all three of those places are charming, really cool spots for music, so I hope that um, I can get some, some friends and fans, and maybe I'll see some of you new Georgia folks. Um, I would love to meet y'all. Absolutely. Well, uh, 
Uh, folks, you can find out more information at uh, Aaron's website at sweetaaron, E-R-I-N dot com. And, of course, you can go to the websites of those uh, establishments where she'll be playing for more information about her gigs here in the Atlanta, North Georgia area. All right, Aaron, let's let's tee up another song. What's next? All right. Um, let's kick it off with a song called Think About It, uh, which ended up being a really cool and kind of different track on the album. Um, it doesn't get played a whole lot because this is one of those songs that is, it kind of falls into a crack. I don't know what kind of music this is. It sort of has an Irish flavor to it. Um, but it has a cool groove, and it's about the power of positive thinking. Um, I I feel, I believe strongly in the power of positive thinking um, and negative thinking, by the way. <laughs> mm. Mm. Um, you know, in your life, and this is one of those songs that just kind of makes you feel good when you listen to it. So I hope you all enjoy it. Okay, here we are, Aaron Thomas with Think About It. you want Do you want me to pretty girl Think about what you want Do you want to climb to the highest peak Think about what you want Do you want to have a great big family Yeah Think about what you want Think about what you want Don't you think about Think about what you want And you really want to 
quit And you've tried time after time after time after time Come on, think about what you want Don't you think about what you don't And really that's all you gotta think about I'm telling you baby You wanna think about what you want And really that's all you gotta think about Are you thinking about it? Are you thinking about it? Gotta think about it. Do you wanna think about it? You gotta think about it. You gotta think about it. You gotta think about what you want. Don't you think about what you don't? And really, that's all you gotta think about. I'm telling you, baby, you wanna think about what you want. And really, that's all you gotta think about. Aaron Thomas here on the Chattahoochee Folk Hour. Aaron, was it? Hey. You there? You yeah. there? All right. That's a great song. Um, think about this. How uh, how was it making the transition from being in the orchestra to being actually the, 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 the lead person on stage? Was that a hard uh, transition for you to make? Yeah. Um, you know, for some reason, no. And I don't know why. Um because yeah, when you're in the orchestra, it's definitely not about you. You don't have to, you don't have to talk about anything. You don't have to have a persona. You just sit there with your instrument and try to play as perfectly as possible. Um, and then yeah, all of a sudden you're in the spotlight and you have to, you have to perform. You're always on. Your face is on. Your, you know, everything you say is important. Um, but I guess I feel like I have a lot of stuff to talk about now and. I feel comfortable in the spotlight for some reason, so I think it just works. I don't know. It's um, it feels. Some people say they're real uncomfortable in front of people, and I'm I'm not. You know, I've done a lot of teaching. I've done a lot of public speaking in my life, so I feel pretty good about being on stage. <laughs> yeah, well, that that's wonderful. Do you think your family background had anything to do with that too? Uh, being a family that loved music. Oh, definitely. Yes. Um, for sure, and I I love that my mom and dad um, were were lovers of music and always exposing me and my sisters and brother to as much music as possible. You know, we would go, we'd hear, we'd go hear bluegrass bands and country bands and jazz combos, and we'd go to the orchestra and the ballet, and, you know, we didn't have much money, but if there was anything they invested in, it was that, and it was culture stuff and i i try to do that for my little girl now yeah, that's terrific. I, just, I think it's so important although i have to tell you you know a lot of people ask me oh anna kate must love when you pull your guitar out and play and she really doesn't she gets really mad and puts her hand over the strings because <laughs> she feels real jealous you know she doesn't like whenever i spend time doing that instead of being with her so she's in a phase right now where she's very you know, particular about that, and she she gets jealous of my time, but I think eventually it'll pay off. <laughs> yeah, yeah, oh, I'm sure. She will appreciate it someday, I think. Well, you can always say, Anna Kate, would you rather have me play the guitar or the French horn, girl? You know. Well, you... <laughs> that's true. She doesn't even remember that I play the French horn at this point. She always, I try to tell her about that, and she says, what did you do? You were in the orchestra. So she yeah. doesn't even know about that. But yes, you're right. That would be... <laughs> 
that would be loud and obnoxious and not nearly as pleasant as guitar. No, 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 that that's sweet. And uh, I, I say that because uh, I'm a guitar player, but I also play a little banjo. There, there are plenty of times that my family kind of says it's it's time to put it up, Dad. So <laughs> you know, I'm with you. Well, um, well, Aaron, tell me about songwriting. Um, you know, the the great and one of the beautiful things about your story is here you are, uh, I mean, a classically trained, you know very uh talented musician uh that makes the transition to playing guitar and also writing songs so let's talk a little bit about that okay yeah um i never imagined i'd be writing music if anything i figured i'd be singing other people's music which is fun too you know i love to do that um and i have a lot of inspiration from other artists and um i i guess one day i was playing guitar and I was just kind of messing around with a song that I knew. I can't remember what song it was now, but it was someone else's song. And I was trying to play it and I made a mistake and played something that wasn't right. And I thought, oh, that sounds kind of cool. So I kept playing that over and over again. And then I felt like I had a melody with it and I thought, well, maybe I can write a little melody to go with this. And then it felt like words just started filling in. And I know this sounds really, I don't know, airy-fairy or something, but I am not lying. It was like I was, it was like I was just sitting there and this was happening to me. I can't even explain it any other way. So that was like the first time I wrote a song it was kind of just given to me um, without really even trying, and I was sort of blown away by that. And I thought, well, this is probably the only song I'll ever write. And I, not that I was trying to be negative, but I just thought, I'm not a songwriter. Yeah, you know, I've never, yeah. I've never done this. Well, a couple of people heard the song, and they really encouraged me and said, you should just sit down and try to do this some more. You know, just do more of what you're doing and just see if more music comes out. And it just did. It seems like it was the right time in my life to just open myself up to um, being creative with words and with lyrics. And um, I, every time I would sit down with an idea, um, it just kind of flowed out. And my writing on this particular album is so raw, you know, it's, it's basically a lot about my life and a lot about the people in my life. Um, so I haven't co-written any songs on the record. They're all just, you know, my own writing. And it would probably have ended up a lot different had I been writing with another person. But since they were just written alone, um, they're, you know, they're really from the heart and really from what I felt emotionally. And right, um, right. it's kind of... I don't really know how to explain it because it's been one of the most magical things that's ever happened to me in my life is this experience of um, becoming a songwriter without really even setting out to do so. Does that yeah. make sense? <laughs> yeah. Oh, I know. It's kind of like the accidental songwriter, you know, that, that's, yeah. uh, which is a, a beautiful thing, um, really and truly, um, that, uh, that all this came together. Well, where, where, where's your music taking you, Aaron? Where would you like to see yourself in the next three or five years? Well, my favorite thing to do is to play um, and to connect with an audience. And some of the places I've gotten to play, as small as they are, 
um, have been some of the best experiences just because of the intimacy of sharing music and having an audience soak in what you're doing and having them relate to what you're saying and what you're expressing. And um, so I hope to do more and more playing and just meet people. I love people. I'm such a people person in life. And I think the best things in life are um, the people you meet and the music you make and the food you eat and all those things that are just um, rich in life. And I I don't, I guess I don't have any big plans or vision because I've experienced in my relatively short life thus far that, you know, plans can change and um, without you even knowing it. And before you know it, you could be doing something totally different. So really I'm just riding the wave of what's going on and I'm trying to write more music. I've been writing a lot more and um, I hope to make another album. I hope to work with same types of musicians and um, just get to meet a lot of people and get to play a lot more shows and and make a lot more friends. Well, Aaron, I, I think it's wonderful. We we've got time for one more song, and I was going to suggest that kind of love. Does that sound yeah, good? Yeah, that's a great idea. Let's do that. All right. Well, Aaron, thank you, thank you so much for being with me. Aaron's story is a story of someone who uh, who didn't let uh, life circumstances get her down, but she just took another fork in the road, and it's turned out to be a beautiful career. And, uh, and Aaron, we just look forward to, uh, to hearing more of your music as your career advances, and, uh, and we wish you all the best. And as you come down to uh, Georgia, I hope folks could get out there and, uh, and, and, and see you while you're in some of these venues. Thank you. I hope so, too. And thank you so much for having me on the show. It really made my day, and uh, now I think I'm going to go have a glass of wine and relax. <laughs> Well, that's great, Aaron. Well, uh, thank you so much again. And here's uh, we're going to finish out the show with Aaron's song, That Kind of Love. Here it is with Vince Gill. Kind of love 
people brag about That fire burning in your heart You better put it out That ain't the kind of love People write about Cause life ain't no fairy tale Man, there ain't no Where does it go? I 